0: I'm gonna put this a little down because I feel like I'm really sure. I didn't know that could move until last week. I didn't know there was a shelf in here until Brother David put his water there. You think, I've seen this a few times, and I'm like, where should I put my water? Should I put it here, there? And there's like two big shelves right here. Anyway, thank you uh, to Pastor Capan and his family for allowing me to be here. Thank you to uh, Latham Bible Baptist Church for allowing me to come up here and to preach to you tonight. Um, And thank you for showing up on a Sunday night, especially when you knew I was going to be here. And if you did not know, I apologize. Um, But I brought my friend, those of you that were with us last week, I I think I'm a little too loud now. Um, I had this rock last week, and the analogy was this rock gets in the way of us growing spiritually. Well, I think he was a little mad so I'm going to elevate him today and we're going to stand on the rock so this is why I brought the rock back so um, I think he'll be happy about that tonight. It's my, my uh, landlady's rock and I just noticed that it's actually got a painting on here. I didn't notice that either some trees and stuff so um, it looks nice. So tonight um, what I'd like to do first a disclaimer right we got to get the disclaimers out of the way. My wife is not here so if... Um, we get lost a little along the way. She didn't check my notes, so I'm just kind of letting you know that now. Um, she's uh, tending to one of our little ones. He's sick, um, but it's definitely strange being here to begin with, and even stranger with her not being here. So, But my girls are here. They're in the front row. They're keeping an eye on dad, right, girls? So um, they're up there. So turn with me in your Bibles, if you would, this evening to Psalm 62. Psalm 62, and we've been going through the book of Psalms for the most part here the past few weeks um, on Sunday nights. And if it's okay, I'd like to do the same, continue with the same um, thought process, looking at Psalm 62. And allow this psalm in God's word to comfort and to encourage us. So I appreciate the fact that the prayer this evening was to um, encourage us. And hopefully we can do that tonight, bring some comfort and some encouragement through this psalm. In Psalm 62 the writer is David at a time in his life where he's fleeing from his son Absalom it's it's believed to be and often you know David had a lot of issues a lot of family drama and oftentimes when he's alone or when he's persecuted or running he comes up with some beautiful psalms and this psalm is no exception I think um, we can glean on a lot of things here tonight Um, what I'd like to do is I'd like to share three thoughts um, if I could, or three truths that we can glean from Psalm 62 that can hopefully encourage us again and comfort us this evening. In a sermon that I titled, Taking Comfort in the Rock, Taking Comfort in the Rock. So let's dive right into it, um, shall we? And if uh, I always encourage you to, to, to take notes. So if you have a pen or pencil on the back of your bulletin, there's a place for you to jot down some, some notes. The first thing, the first truth that we can come to here I'd like to share with you is rest in the rock rest in the comfort of the rock psalm 62 let's begin verse number one says this truly my soul waiteth upon god from him cometh my salvation he only is my rock and my salvation he is my defense i shall not be greatly moved and i love this part because right off the bat he says truly my soul waiteth upon god and isn't that true for us as believers we're waiting for that blessed assurance that we have that we'll see our savior again keep your finger there in psalm 62 of course i like to bounce around in the bible and i hope that's okay with you but keep your finger there. that's going to be our text for tonight as we go th- we go down through each verse of this psalm and turn with me back to exodus genesis exodus exodus chapter 17 that's the second book in your bible Let's talk a little bit about this rock. He only is my rock and my salvation that David is talking about. Exodus chapter 17, if you're there, we'll look at starting in verse, well, actually, let's go back to verse number one just to get a little bit of a context um, here, what's happening. Obviously, this is a nation of Israel and their journey. Exodus chapter 17 Verse number 1, the Bible says this, And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin after their journeys according to the commandment of the Lord, and pitched in Rephidim, and there was no water for the people to drink. Wherefore the people did chide, the word chide there means scolded or rebuked him. Wherefore the people did chide with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why chide with me? Wherefore do ye tempt the Lord? And the people thirsted there for water. And the people murmured against Moses and said, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, What shall I do unto this people? They be almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people and take thee the elders, the elders of Israel and thy rod, wherewith thou smothest the river. Um, Take it in thy hand and go. Notice the statement here in verse number six. Behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock in Horeb. And thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come out water out of it, that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders. So the rock, I want you to notice that the rock is already there, right? Just like this rock is here right now. That rock was already there. Moses gets instructions smite the rock, and he does that, and water comes out. Water comes out. You're there in Exodus. Go a couple of books over to Numbers, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and go to Numbers chapter 20. You say, okay, Dave, what's the point that, uh, that God stood before Moses upon the rock? Well, the point is the rock. I want to focus a little bit on the rock. Remember the woman at the well in John chapter 4? She had acts. She had only to ask or to speak to Jesus. In John chapter 4, verse 10, you're turning to Numbers 20. The Bible says this Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou would have asked him, and he would have given thee living water. So it's interesting that Jesus says to this woman, If you would have just asked, I would have given you living water. Well, Moses asks God, what does he want me to do? And God tells him, get it out of the rock. Smite the rock. But in Numbers chapter 20, something a little bit different happens. It's kind of the same story. We run into this again. Look at verse number 7 in Numbers chapter 20. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take the rod, and gather thou the assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother. And notice this. Speak ye unto the rock before their eyes, and it shall give forth his water. And thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock. So thou shalt give the congregation and their beasts and to drink. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded, so far so good. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock, so far so good. And he said to them, here's his mistake, hear now you rebels. Must we fetch you water out of this rock? That wasn't the instruction, remember? And Moses lifted up his hand, and and with his rod he smote the rock twice. And the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank, Excuse me, and their beasts also. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, Because you believed me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore ye shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. This is the water of Meribah. Remember, we just talked about that in Exodus. Remember the rock? That was the water out of the rock. Because the children of Israel strove with the Lord, and he was sanctified in them. So the water from the rock is what sanctified the children of Israel. You say, Dave, I still don't get the rock. Well, if you keep your finger there in Numbers somewhere around, we're going to come back to that part of the Bible a little bit later. But go um, to me to the New Testament, 1 Corinthians. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians. And we'll see, let's find out the significance of this rock that Moses is talking about. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. I could put my water here on the shelf. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 1, the Bible reads, Moreover, brethren... I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and the sea. If you can picture the nation of Israel uh, leaving, they had the two walls of water on the side. So that's why he's saying they were baptized unto Moses because if it wasn't for God drying the land, they would literally be underwater. So he says, baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea, verse 3, and did eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual rock. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. Don't miss it. And that rock was Christ. I think of the song on Christ, that solid rock I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Rest on the rock. So we're seeing a little bit of a a change from the old to the new, the rock of Christ. Turn back to Psalm 62. I just wanted to show you that there. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus says this, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. My burden is light. So we see we can take rest in the comfort of the rock. So number one was not only can we take rest in the comfort of the rock, but we can also rely on the comfort of the rock. Rely on the comfort of the rock. Verse, uh, verse number three of uh, Psalm 62. How long will ye imagine mischief against man? You shall be slain, all of you, as a bowing wall shall ye be, as a tottering fence. They only consult to cast him down from his excellency. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth. They curse inwardly. Selah. We will get back to these two particular verses a little bit later in the sermon. I just kind of wanted to read that right now. But look at verse five. Rely on the rock. He says this in verse 5. My soul wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. You're in Psalm 62. Go back to Psalm 31. It's a few pages over to your left. Psalm 31. Let's look at other passages where David is relying on the rock. Psalm 31. Are not our souls expecting the coming of Christ to be with him? We also are expecting that day. Psalm 31, verse 1, David says this In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thy ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock. For an house of defense to save me, for thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. He's saying again, his strong rock, lead me to that rock. Lead me to the rock that the nation of Israel had right in front of them. Jesus Christ, stand on this rock, right? Go back to Psalm 62. Our rock, our fortress, our defense in time of need, as he was for David. We have access to the same God, the same rock. We can rely on him. Psalm 62, look at verse number 6 as we continue. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. If you go back to Psalm 16, while you turn there, I'll, look at, I'll read here from Psalm 21. You turn to Psalm 16. David says this in Psalm number 21. For the king trusteth in the Lord, and through the mercy of the Most High, he shall not be moved psalm 16 are you there look at verse number eight psalm 16 verse 8 says this i have set the lord always before me sound familiar god stood before moses upon the rock because he is at my right hand i shall not be moved turn a few pages over to psalm 37 Psalm 37, the Lord upholds us when we, uh, and, and make us not be moved, even in times when we fall. You know the verses, we know them already. Psalm 37, look at verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, though he fall, he shall not be cast down. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Remember that song? With his hand with his hand I feel like a singing mood today I don't know why Um, for the Lord upholdeth him in his hand go back to Psalm 62 so he we see that he also gives us a reliance where we can rely on him Psalm 62 look at verse 7 how God upholds us when we rely on him we shall not be moved verse 7 in God is my salvation and my glory the rock of my strength my refuge is in God. His hope is in God. Look at uh, Psalm 18. While you turn there, I'll read Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2, chapter 16, Paul says this, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body, the he there he's talking about is Christ, by the cross. He does this why? That we might might have salvation through him. Having slain the enemy thereby and came and preached to you, which were afar off, and to them that were nigh. For through him we both, those that are afar off, those that are nigh, we, we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now therefore, notice this, we are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the household of God. We have that same access, our salvation, our glory, our God, we have the same. Psalm 18 says this in verse number two, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler and horn of my salvation, my high tower. All the same things that he said in Psalm 62. Go back to Psalm 62, uh, by the way, if you could. God is still that salvation today. That rock has not changed. Just as it was back then, we have it now. Our rock, we shall not be moved. Verse 8. Trust in him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Again, a refuge for us. Go to Proverbs chapter 3. Next book over. And again, we know these verses, but it's good to be reminded of them at at times. Paul says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 1, rejoice rejoice in the Lord. He says to write the same things unto you for him, it's profitable. To to, to us, it's safe. He wants us to be reminded of these things. Proverbs chapter 3, look at verse 5. We know the verses. Trust in in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not unto thy own understanding, nor thy ways. Acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy paths. Right, Looking for him, pouring out our heart to him. Go back to Psalm 62. So, number one, rest in the comfort of the rock. Number two, rely on the comfort of the rock. Number three, we should remember the comfort of the rock. Remember. Rest, rely, and now remember. Remember the comfort of the rock. Look at verse number nine. Surely men of low degree are vanity, and men of high degree are a lie, to be laid in the balance, they are altogether lighter than vanity. Trust not in oppression, and become not vain in robbery. If riches increase, set not thy set not by your heart upon them. Excuse me, look at Proverbs eleven. You go to Proverbs eleven, I'll read from Luke twelve. This is Jesus, and he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of things which he possesseth. Right? Remember, we, we, we talked about that this morning. David talked about that this morning. Don't, you know, if you follow the Lord, you might not have those things anymore. You stand on the gospel, you might lose some of those things. Don't hang on to them. Proverbs chapter 11, look at verse 24. Are you there? There is that scattereth. And yet increaseth. And there is that withholdeth more than is meat, but it tendeth to poverty. Tendeth to poverty. So Proverbs eleven twenty-eight, a couple of verses down, He that trusteth in his riches shall fall, but the righteous shall flourish as a branch. Don't remember, don't be all admire admirable about all of those things. They're good to have, nice, but that's not the rock. That's not Our salvation. That's not our refuge. That's not our place where we go. Go back to Psalm um, 62. Rest. Rely. Remember. God, he is. He is. He will. He will remind us. Verse 11. We're in verse 11, right? We just read uh, verse 10. Before I do that, let me read for you um, Ecclesiastes 5.10. Because Ecclesiastes is written by King Solomon, who had all of that. And most of that that book is talking about all of that is vanity. He says this in uh, Ecclesiastes 5.10. He that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver, nor he that loveth abundance with increase. This is also vanity. Verse 11 in Psalm 62. God has spoken once, twice have I heard this. That power belongeth unto God. That power belongeth unto God. Uh, Go a couple of pages over to Psalm 66. A page or two over in your Bible. Psalm 66. When God says something more than once, he's trying to get our attention. Psalm 66, verse 3. Say unto God, how terrible art thou in thy works. Through the greatness of thy power shall thine enemies submit themselves unto thee. Speaking of God's power. All the earth shall worship thee and shall sing unto thee and they shall sing thy name. Turn to Psalm 68, Psalm 68 another couple of pages over. the word terrible there in your Bible means great or wonderful. Psalm 68 vert down in verse 35 O oh God, thou art terrible out of thy holy places the God of Israel is he that giveth strength and power unto his people. Not only does he have power, he gives power to his people. Blessed be um, God. Psalm 71 a uh, a couple of pages down. God is our powerful fortress. We need a fortress where no one can break through. We need that safe place, don't we? Uh, Psalm 71 verse 3 Be thou my strong habitation, whereunto I may continually resort, I may continually rely, I may continually go to. Thou hast given commandment to save me, for thou art my rock and fortress. Turn with me to Joshua chapter 24. If you kept your place in numbers, if you kept your place in numbers, you keep going. You'll have Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua. I'm sorry, Numbers, uh, yeah, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua. Joshua chapter 24. I love this part. Um, verse 11 told us that God has spoken once, twice have I heard this, that power belongeth unto God. But notice, in, this is Joshua 24. This is at a time where Joshua is at the end of his life. And he's about to die, and he's... Remember, the nation of Israel didn't have someone like Moses had, Joshua, Joshua, you know, the people who wind up doing all sorts of things, but he's challenging them at the end of Joshua chapter 24. But I want you to notice what's there as he's talking to them. Joshua 24, look at verse 26, because I love what God uses here. And Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God and took a great stone and set it up there under an oak, that is by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said all to all the people, Behold, notice what he says here. This stone shall be a witness unto us, for it had heard all the words of the Lord which he spake unto us. Wait a minute. The stone heard? Do you catch that? The stone heard. The stone is witness. It shall be therefore a witness unto you, lest ye deny your God. God left a stone there to be a witness for the nation of Israel. That they would not rebel against him. You're thinking, well, that stone is probably gone, so we can do that now, right? Well, no, the rock still hears. The rock still is witness to us for what we do, what we say. Go back to Psalm Psalm 62. Because when when we do the same, when we rebel against him, we might not get that water from the rock. We might get disciplined. He might leave us in a dry place to allow us to go through the consequences of turning away from him. Isn't that what he did to the nation of Israel? Remember, brothers and sisters, our rock has power to hear, but also to hear us. And is witness to the things that we do and we say. The rock has been throughout the nation of Israel. We have access to that same spiritual rock. Let's finish up here. Verse 12 in Psalm 62. Also unto thee, O Lord, belongeth mercy, for thou renderest to every man according to his work mercy. Talked about that this morning. The gospel is mercy, the gospel is merciful. Go to Proverbs 24. Mercy we talked about that this morning. I'll read from Romans 5 8 didn't we read that this morning but God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us right that's mercy. Proverbs 24. What mercy that our, our Lord and Savior has you are going there but remember when we looked at it before remember when uh, in Numbers chapter 20 Moses was told to speak to the rock he wasn't told to smite it but he winds up smiting it twice. And God told him that because he did that, because he didn't do what he was supposed to do, that he would not lead the nation of Israel to the promised land. In Deuteronomy chapter 34, though, right before Moses' death, it says this in verse 1. You you find Proverbs 24. I'll read Deuteronomy here 34. And Moses went up from the plains of Moab unto the mountain of Nebo to the top of Pisgah that is over against Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land of Gilead unto Dan, all Naphtali, uh, Naphtali, the land of Ephraim, Manasseh, and all the land of Judah, unto the uttermost sea, and the south, and the plain of the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees, unto Zor. And the Lord said unto him, This is the land I swear unto you, unto your father, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Saying, I will give it unto thy seed. I have caused thee to see it with thine eyes. But thou shalt say, go over there. But thou shalt not go over there. All the work that he did. All the walking. All the prayers. All, everything that the people came to him. The stress that he felt. He didn't even get to go there. Anyone been to Jericho? To Mount Nebo and saw this view? Have you ever seen that view? On a clear day, it is said that I've never been there. I've seen pictures of it. I've seen video of it. But on a clear day, you can see for miles, miles. And that was what they, he worked so hard for that with the nation of Israel for 40 years. He wasn't allowed to go see that. But notice God's mercy to take him up there to be the first one to see it. What a merciful God. The The Lord's mercy endures forever. Let's remember that. He also rendereth to every man. (laughs) Proverbs 24, are you there? Look at verse 12. If thou sayest, Behold, we knew it not, doth not he that pondereth the heart consider (laughs) it? Doesn't he know? He that keepeth thy soul, doth doth not he know? And shall not he render to every man according to his works? Go back a couple of pages to Proverbs 20. The Lord shall remember according to our works. Obviously, if you're saved, it's not for salvation purposes. But it's for reward purposes. Proverbs chapter uh, chapter 20, look at verse 22. Say not thou, I will recompense evil, but wait on the Lord and he shall save thee. We need not repay, we need only remember. Turn with me to Romans 12. If you can't be placed there in First Corinthians, I don't know if I'd ask you to do that, but Romans chapter 12, the book uh, right before it is uh, Romans Um, Romans chapter 12 I turn there I will read from Revelation chapter 22 where Jesus says this and behold I come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according to his work shall be remember Psalm 62 we looked at it before we kind of breezed over them but verses 3 and 4 those that delight in mischief those that delight in lies and curse inwardly in in those two verses look at Romans chapter 12 12 uh, verse 19 Dearly beloved, Paul says, avenge not yourselves. But rather give place unto wrath, for it is, it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. There's nothing that we need to worry about. He's got that under control. And I know as hard as that is to be going through, right, because I'm human too. And sometimes I want to get back, right, if something happens to me or my family. You know, I remember one time, um, a couple of times, but I share one time that my wife, um, I I could speak about her, she's not here, but she had mentioned to me one time that we had a situation and and, and someone came uh, against us and posted some things on Facebook, and she was like, no, I got to say something. And I was like, you know, let God handle that. Now, I said that, like, to her because I had to be, like, cool. But inwardly, I was like, yeah, we need to take care of this. Yeah. But a couple of years later, and I wasn't even looking for it, it come, turn to, find, come to find out that I, I don't remember who it was through one of my kids or something, something came all the way around about to us that what that person was saying was rebuked by somebody else. And I didn't look for it. I wanted to. Because wouldn't it have been a good justification, right? Here, take this. Enter. But you know something? When God does that, it lasts a lot longer. Because we didn't have to do anything. I got kickback from my family, like, you should do something. But at the end of the day, even if I didn't find out, praise the Lord that I did, but even if I didn't find out, you know what? Whoever did that would have had to live with that. I didn't need to do anything. The rock... One last place I have returned, turn, and that's Matthew chapter 16. Let me go there myself because I don't have that on my notes here. Matthew chapter 16. I want to show you just this last passage here. And talk about our rock. Matthew chapter 16. Uh, where do I want to start here? Uh, I want to start where jesus is asking who the men say that i am let's go to verse 15. let's do that because not even the gates of hell is going to prevail against christ right against the rock verse 15 he saith unto them but whom say ye that i am he's asking this question to his disciples and simon peter answered and said thou art the christ the son of the living god and jesus answered and said unto him blessed art thou simon bar jonah For flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock, notice that statement, upon this rock. If you don't mind underlining that in your Bible, upon this rock. Now many false teachers will grab that and say, oh, this is why Peter is a pope. This is why we worship Peter. Now he's not talking about Peter at all here. The context was, who do men say that I am? Peter answered him and said, you are the Christ. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. So upon, that rock, upon this rock, upon that statement, that statement that you are the Christ, you are the son of the living God, upon this rock, he's saying, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Upon the rock of Christ. The same rock that was with the nation of Israel. The same rock when they were thirsty, they needed a drink. The same rock that gives the living water is the same rock that he's talking about here. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And how awesome of that, we have the ability to tap into that same God. The same God that the nation of Israel did. And when they they turn against him, he rebukes them. When we turn against him, he rebukes us. As a good father, though. A good father does that. A good father disciplines his children. You hear that, girls? good father disciplines his children. The same rock. Upon this rock. What rock? Jesus Christ, the head of the church, the head of should be every church, right? Unfortunately, today, nowadays, it's not. It's the head of the Board of Elders or it's the head of the, the deacons, whoever you want to say But it should be upon the rock of Christ. That is the rock. That is the one that we can run to, that we can have rest in, that we can rely on. He's not going to let us down. That we can remember all the things, those dark times, those um, places where we were, or just like we talked about this morning with Brother David, that place before you got saved. You can remember those places. Because we have that upon this rock. Jesus is talking there about himself. The same spiritual rock they have. Let not, this is for Ken, Brother Ken here. Let not your Monday ruin your Sunday. Let's stand on the rock. I told him I would use that. I told him that's a good title for a sermon. I haven't thought, I, I got an idea for it, so hopefully I'll get the privilege to do that. But I'll, you know, I'll make sure you get the royalties. But that's what it should be, our life upon the rock. When we need rest, who needs rest? (laughs) I need naps sometimes. Who needs to rely on something? We all do. We need to remember that we have the rock that was back then, now, and the rock that we look to for the end of our salvation, to be linked with him. So what's the application? What do we do? What's our response? Well, hey, I like that. Rest, rely, remember, and now response. I didn't write that one, but I just thought of it. What is the response to that? Well, let's be comforted that we can take rest on the rock. The rock is Christ, not this rock. This rock is here, witness with me here, but if I leave it here, guess what? He stays here. Let's remember that we can rely on the rock. Let's remember the rock, especially in times of trouble. Especially in times of, we're going to go through uh, uh, work this week. It was said today. I'll be down to what, five weeks now? Before I have to go back to work full time. But we're not thinking about that right now. Let's stay on the rock here, right? Because we're going to need that in five weeks. When we get all these kids in here, new kids, so a lot of new kids that signed up, right, Miss Sarah? New families, we're going to have to deal with all of that, that walk in and out of these doors. So yes, let's, let's, let's stand on the rock, and let's do pray for all those things that we had this morning. Because those people and their issues and their gods, whatever they're dealing with, are going to walk through these doors, are going to be all around those children, are going to be around our kids. Let's pray for that now. Let's stand on the rock. Would you bow with me in prayer? Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for the uh, honor to, to be up here, Lord, to speak your word. I pray, Lord, that this Psalm, this Psalm 62 is a, a reminder for us that we can rest on you, we can rely on you, we, can, we, we need not only just remember you, Lord. You delivered David in so many different trials and tribulations that he faced, Lord same God can deliver us in ours. Please help us remember that, Lord. Help us to rest in you. Help us rely on you. Help us remember you in all that we do. Help us be reminded that we can be nearer to you, Lord. We have that blessed assurance. Help us remember that it is well with our soul because of you. Bless the rest of us um, this evening, Lord. Please bring Pastor and his family home safely, Lord. Uh, please be with all our brothers and sisters and take us home safe. In Jesus' name, amen. Brother Mike.